Welcome everybody back to Friar Talk. We're recording this episode on Friday night, about a day after Robert Soros signed his five-year deal. Uh, might be a little bit of background noise. I have some people over right now, but wanted to get a quick video out. I think we're going to be posting this on Saturday morning. Um, so a little bit late, but we're kind of still figuring out our schedules for how our offseason is going to be going. Um, we will have a video out on Monday evening, um, so that'll probably be the next time we'll be posting. But with this said, huge deal for Robert Soros. He signs a five-year, $46 million deal. deal. There's an opt-out in year three. Um, I don't think he'll probably, he probably won't end up taking that opt-out, but you know, time will tell. Um, but overall, you know, Robert Suarez is getting the bag. We, we saw him opt out. We've seen that both him and Nick Martinez, when they're, when they were opting out, it was like they're opting out, but they're probably going to be back. So we'll talk about Martinez a little bit later as well. Um, but overall, Robert Suarez, I mean, first off, I want to say congratulations to him. He's one of those MLB players that bounced around, you know, played overseas for a long time, didn't really make any money. And now at 31 years old, he gets a huge deal. So I feel like that doesn't really get talked about in baseball enough where it's like this guy bounced around, like tried to make this work for about 10 years, 12 years, and it ended up working out really well for him. So congratulations to him first off. Um, but for the Padres, Isaac, how do you feel about this deal? It's a good deal, man. I think people are kind of saying, I think people are kind of mixed about it, but when you look at it, it's like, this is a win now deal. Yeah. It might look bad in two or three years or not two or three years, three or four years. But at the end of the day, the Padres are trying to win now. Their window is open for the next, for as long as Juan Soto is here, because for all we know, he's only here for another two seasons. Um, so at the end of the day, yeah, I mean, I like the deal. That That's their window. They signed him for that reason. And these high leverage guys are really important, man, whether it's for, what is it, around five for 46, around nine, 10 million. I mean, I think that's pretty, I think that's a pretty good deal um, for a high leverage bullpen arm for a guy that you're going to put in front of Josh Hader. Suarez and Josh Hader sounds like a recipe for disaster for the other team, um, but sounds like a recipe for for success for the Padres. Now, not only that, we only have Hader for another year. This very well could turn into a closer deal. And if you look at it, if Josh Hader is not back after his stint with the Padres, um, Robert Suarez turns into your closer, and if he's as good as he as he was last year in that closer role. You're looking at one of the better bargains in baseball in terms of a closing pitcher. We just saw a closing pitcher get signed for $20 million. That's what Joe Musgrove makes. That's what Clayton Kershaw, I think, just signed for. That's that's pretty crazy. And I understand these high leverage guys are, are very, very important, but they're not $20 million important. I guess if you're Steve Cohen, you can you can spend as much money as you want. But at the end of the day, I do think this is a really good deal. Um it's unfortunate that the season ended the way it did. We all know how it ended on a on a sinker outside to Bryce Harper from Robert Suarez. But at the end of the day, I thought that was a good pitch. I mean, you, the guy was just the hotter, hottest hitter in baseball at the time. So you just got to tip your cap to him. But overall, I thought that was a good pitch. I thought it was an amazing season for Robert Suarez in a season where really after the first appearance for him in Arizona, we all just said the dude sucks. I mean, we we <laughs> we were everyone was ripping him because he blew that save. I think it was a walk off home run. Um, but yeah, really good deal for Robert Suarez. Congratulations to him. Um, bounced around from league to league, um, country to country, and is here now with the Padres in San Diego, making nine to ten million dollars. Something that honestly he probably didn't even expect. Um, but a lot of props to him and and. That's an exciting thing for him and the Padres, I think. 
Yeah, absolutely. And you you brought up the Edwin Diaz contract, and I think it's interesting because one, are we comparing him to Edwin Diaz? No, we're not comparing him. Mm-hmm. But when you look at the difference in the contracts, I think it's kind of it's kind of eye popping. So Robert Suarez is three years older than Diaz, so I think that's plays in a role that makes Diaz more valuable. Diaz is also significantly better. However, Diaz is Diaz basically has the same contract structure in terms of five years and an opt out after that third year, right? Um, the player, the player opt out, but he's making eighteen point six for those five years, where Robert Swartz is making ten for the first three and then eight for the last two if he does um, end up opting into that deal. So let's say that Josh Hader leaves after this year. Would you rather have Diaz for twice as much? Or Robert Suarez for basically half that, and I think that's I think that's a fair argument. So you start looking, and you go, okay, well if that's the market. Sorry, it's getting a little out of here. <laughs> but if that's the market, I feel like it's interesting. I feel like it's really interesting because you know that's going to be like a lot less for potentially a guy that could put up not the, quite those numbers, but he could get up there. He was really good last year. I don't think enough people are looking into how dominant he was. He had a two-two ERA. Barely over one whip. He struck out, what was it? He, he pitched in under 48 in, in 40, uh, 47 and two-thirds inning, and he struck out over 60 guys. He struck out 61 guys. That's dominant. And that's also including him early on in the season when he didn't look that good, and then he was that good late in the season. And if you want to look at it and go, oh, yeah, well, you know, he ended up blowing the season. Bryce Harper had that big hit. Because we're talking about Bryce Harper. We're not talking about like, oh, yeah, Joe Schmo hit a home run. No, we're talking about Bryce Harper, one of the best players in the game. Like that – and I don't know about you, but we never really talked about it. I never – I didn't end up going on that final that final broadcast for that game. I wasn't free. But, dude, it was one of those where you saw Bryce Harper walk up and you're like – Yeah, yeah, you knew. Oh, man. Bryce Harper has been that dude. Like it was yeah. just one of those. So I don't want to look at him and, and judge him off that. I want to look at him and judge him off how dominant of a season he had. So – I definitely think it's going to be something to, to kind of look at. And also, let's wait and see what these other relievers get. Because I bet you we're going to see relievers that are not as good as Robert Suarez that have worse seasons next year that get a lot more. Flip side, we just have the Padres spend a, money, a ton of money on a bullpen arm in Drew Pomerantz, and we see where the yeah. injuries are. Yeah. That's the only concern I have about the Robert Suarez deal is what is he going to look like when he's 35 and 36 in that deal? That's my only concern. I don't think the early years are, are very concerning at all. So that's kind of my overall thoughts on him. Isaac, anything you want to add before you hop into Nick Martinez? Uh, no, I mean, I, overall, I do think it's still a good deal for the Padres, even if it's 10 mil for the first three years. Turns to a closer. That's a bargain. Um, going into his second year, I definitely expect, I mean, uh, I expect improvement. He's got more of, you know, a longer offseason, a bigger offseason with the Padres. Um able to improve whatever pitches he wants to improve on. And he's got some uh, a year of big league experience under his belt out of the bullpen. So um, I'm expecting better numbers from him. Uh, but, yeah, that's going to that's gonna be a big-time piece out of the bullpen. Hopefully Drew Pomeranz is healthy because a 7-8-9 of Drew Pomeranz, Robert Suarez, and Josh Hader wins games. Dude, that'd be so dirty. I, I really hope he is. I, I, I can't really bank. I don't know. I, we can't really bank on it. I can't bank on Drew Pomeranz, man. Yeah. yeah, but like it is like a nice like oh, maybe. Um, <laughs> so Nick Martinez then. So we bring up Robert Suarez. I feel like Nick Martinez, he's not re-signed as we're speaking right now. Um, is he a lock to be re-signed? No, but 
it was kind of the same situation when they were talking about Robert Swartz when he declined his option. It was like, hey, decline his option. But like that doesn't mean he's not returning to San Diego. And that's like I think it was Heyman or I, I don't know who it was. One of them will be reporters basically said like Nick Martinez has opted out of his contract, but that doesn't mean he's not coming back to yeah. San Diego. It was a time it was like a time issue. So it seems like Nick Martinez is going to sign a deal. Um one what do you think about him being back? And two, what do you th- what role do you think he's going to be playing if he's back? Yeah, I mean, I would love him back. We need as much starting pitching depth as we can get. Um, now, the reason I think he kind of had a bullpen role, we never saw him start again after like May or June, is because there were incentives on his contract that were like, you pitch this many innings, we have to pay you this much more, you know, stuff like that. So I definitely think that contributed to why he wasn't pitching many starter innings. Um, not only that, but he kind of had to work himself back into the starter role. And in the middle of the season, that is really hard to do. Um, but if he's able to come back eight to 10 million, 10 million, uh, that's a little steep considering we just signed someone for 10 million, but it is what it is. That's a guy that I really want to bring back. Um, the only concern is he, he definitely looks vulnerable at times. Um, but at the end of the day, he had himself a fantastic season as a fourth Maybe not a fourth, but I was like a fifth, sixth starter. I definitely think um, he's worth bringing back. I mean, he looked fantastic. His changeup looked fantastic. His fastball had a little bit of life to it. Um, has a whole offseason to work. I think that's a big thing that kind of contributed to to everything is that these guys had a lockout, you know? So Nick Martinez, Robert Suarez, um, you know, a lot of these guys that were fresh to the Padres weren't able to get a full, a full offseason with the Padres. Um, they didn't get to spend all this time with Ruben Niebla, a lot of things that they were trying to fix in season. So I think uh, that's why I'm kind of expecting improvement. Um, but now both Robert Suarez and Nick Martinez get the opportunity to have a full offseason with the Padres, and hopefully they're able to capitalize on that. Um, yeah, 8 to $10 million for Nick Martinez, if he's able to come in as a fifth or sixth starter, I think that's kind of one of the bigger things. He wants to have a chance to start, um, which is fair. I mean, he looked okay out of the starter role last year. He probably had like a high three, low four ZRA, which I'd expect out of a fifth or sixth starter. It's, <laughs> it's better than the second half Manaya or Clevenger. Um, but yeah, that's the thing the Potters need, man. I mean, it's been back-to-back postseasons where starting pitching depth kind of kills you. We had to start Mike Clevenger in two games, and we lost both of those games by a significant margin because of him. So I think that's, that's why we're, we, uh, you know, as a channel, we're kind of emphasizing like, dude, no, like Jose Abreu is a bad sign. Do not get Jose Abreu. You need to really focus on starting pitching depth. You got three superstars on the offensive side and we're not saying don't add to the offensive side. We're just saying you need to really add to the, to, to the pitching staff. Yeah. And that, Hey, that's something super big too with that, because like a lot of the off season is the, the part that's hard is like, okay, let's say we're like, saying like oh we don't really love the idea of signing jose abreu that's assuming that there's a certain amount of of money that's going to be able to be allocated to this team now there's always a chance that the padres you know peter seidler and the padres ownership is just like you know fuck it we're spending all the money we can and like that could happen that could also happen so i don't know if like it's kind of hard to tell because it's like all right and this is what we were just talking before we hopped on isaac and i but we would rather see them spend more money on the four and five starter then add to the offense. We already know that there's there's superstars in this offense. You can fill it in a little bit easier. Whereas if you have a bad four and five starter, 
that can screw you throughout the season. Like that can really, really hurt you. And your team doesn't reach the potential. Whereas if you have five guys that, that can deliver consistently, or even four guys that can deliver consistently, you can be a top team. You can win a hundred games. Like that's a real possibility with this team. If, if they're able to do that. So I definitely think if you bring back Nick Martinez, I think you got to hope that he's able to start. I think he might make a little bit more than eight to 10 per year. Um, definitely multi-year deal. How old is Nick Martinez? He's 32. Ooh. So probably not super long. <laughs> um, he's kind of in the same, dude, he's in the same boat as, as Robert Suarez. Um, but with him, he only started 10 games last year. He pitched in 47 games. So he had 37 relief appearances compared to 10 games started. He still ended up pitching over a hundred innings, um, mid three ERA, almost a one, three whip, which is kind of high. And I think that's why you kind of feel like he's maybe a little bit more suited for a bullpen role. That's the only part that's tough. Whereas like, if you're going to bring him back over 10 million bucks for a multi-year deal, like I get, I, I don't view him as the same dominant reliever as Robert Suarez is like, he's got to be able to pitch a lot of innings. Now, Pitching over 100 innings is still super valuable. That's not like a typical reliever. So maybe you start him as a starter um, like to begin the season, and if he doesn't have that role, maybe someone else kind of like moves into that spot and you have him as a long reliever where he can pitch like 100-plus innings in a season. I still think that would be valuable. But there is a little bit of like being hesitant with that just because of if you're going to pay him a lot of money, like you want him to end up being a starter. I, I don't think it makes much sense to pay him – that much money to be a bullpen piece, even though he's really good in the bullpen too. I, I just think it makes more sense to bring him back as a starter. And I hope they're able to do that. So that's probably all I got on both these guys. Isaac, anything else you want to add before we, before we take off? No, man. I mean, if we're paying him that much, I definitely, I'm expecting over a hundred innings. I, I don't think that's much to ask for if you're getting paid that much. Um, but I'm expecting improvement out of him. Like you said, a one, three whip. He's, he's a hittable guy. But that's why I'm kind of thinking, like, you know, full offseason is going to be good. And I, I don't want to lose Nick Martinez, but if we lose him, I, I, I won't be mad. Um, I definitely think there's, there's, I definitely think AJ's had a pretty solid track record with, with having, uh, you know, finding bullpen guys wherever it is that he finds them. Um, I think he's, he's had success there. Now, the problem is that this is a bullpen guy that can be a starter. Uh, so so that's where it's kind of tough to gauge like how much I'm really interested in him, which I want him back, man. I mean, he was he was a he was a catalyst for this Padres team, especially in the playoffs. Him and Robert Suarez, those two guys and Josh Hader, those guys carried us out of the bullpen. Um, they were huge high leverage arms. Um, but this is a big offseason for the Padres in terms of pitching. You got to figure out those those last few spots. <laughs> if you're going to bring back Mike, I have a bad feeling about that. I feel like they're going to bring back one of Mike Clevenger or Sean Manaya um, on some sort of, you know, one year prove it deal. That won't happen with Manaya. He's a Boris client. Um, so, you know, whom that might happen with. But this is a big offseason for the Padres in terms of pitching. Not only do you have to focus on that fourth or fifth spot, you need to develop Jay Groom. You need to, de- you really need to develop Ryan Weathers. You need to figure out a way to have seven solid guys that you can rely on because as we all know five does not cut it five is not cut it for the Padres we need six seven maybe eight solid guys throughout an 162 game season to really be able to say hey we got a solid starting pitching um rotation and uh you know 
that that that's going to be really important, man. I don't know how much money they have to spend. I'm just hoping they get Kodai Senga for 15 to 17. Um, but yeah, development and and key free agent signing is going to be important for this Padres rotation for sure. Yeah, and we'll be we'll be talking about uh, Kodai Senga uh, on Monday, so that's the, the episode we're planning to do then because we are uh, Chase isn't here, but us two and Chase are both very very high on him, and honestly, we think that's like one of the best things the Padres can possibly do. Um, so we're pumped about talking about him then. Uh, but you know, you bring up Martinez, you bring up potentially bringing back Clever Manaya. So I looked on Spot Track. Clever is projected to make over ten million, ten point three, three year, ten point three. There's no way that I'd rather pay Clev than Nick Martinez. And it's not to say that Clev can't be better, but when you have a guy that has two Tommy Johns and then his fastball falls off, like falls up off a cliff in the second half of the season. That doesn't bode well for who he's going to be in the future. So I would rather have a guy like Nick Martinez, who honestly isn't even a fastball-dominated pitcher, where Mike Clevenger had his highest fastball rate of his career by like a significant margin last year and relied way more on it and then couldn't throw it. <laughs> um, like The velocity just completely fell apart. Where like Martinez, like uh friend of the show, Ryan, he hasn't been on the show in a while, but Ryan had a tweet the other day where he was like, dude, Nick Martinez needs to stop throwing his fastball. Because he's allowing like over like like people hit like over like 300 with like a super high slugging on his fastball, but then his sinker that he throws a lot less, way lower numbers. So maybe we'll see a little bit of an adjustment from Martinez. I mean, we've seen we see pitching coaches do that a lot where they kind of like, all right, let's make the adjustment. Um, let's have this guy throw this pitch a little bit more as like their primary pitch. So we might end up seeing that with Martinez, and he might be a lot more effective, especially as a starter, not having to rely on just throwing a lot of heat. Um, but yeah, I think that's probably going to do it for today's episode. So thank you guys for listening. Uh, we'll be back on, on Monday talking about Senga, but let us know what you think. Do you like the Robert Suarez deal? Do you want to see Nick Martinez back? Um, but yeah, that's going to do it. So thank you guys for hopping on, and we'll see you guys on, uh, on Monday.